Welcome everyone to another episode of the Weed Hockey Podcast, episode 68. Uh, we have a, uh, a lot of news to go over, so without further ado, I'm just going to jump right into it. First off, uh, signings. The only signing, uh, only two signings that I have down here for you is the uh, New York Islanders uh, signing both goaltender Corey Schneider and for Dmitry Timoshov to a one-year league minimum contract of $700,000. Uh, so just some depth right there. Uh, we have a trade with the Minnesota Wild uh, acquiring defenseman Ian Cole from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for defenseman Greg Pattern. Um, interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, LTIR. Uh, Edmonton Oilers have placed goaltender Mike Smith on uh, LTIR uh, due to some injuries. Uh, and speaking of injuries, uh, Robert Portuzo uh, was out with an upper body injury after a hit uh, during that eight to nothing uh, game against the Colorado Avalanche by uh, Valeri Nikushkin, uh, which ironic, which I found interesting because the hit that Sammy Blay put on um, can't remember who the Colorado Avalanche player. Um, that got the hit uh, did not look that serious, honestly. Um, and he got a two-game suspension for that. But for Portuzo, he legitimately got boarded. And unlike the hit, so Sammy Blay hit his guy, and he came back in the game. While Robert Portuzo, he left the game, and Nakushkin didn't even get a hearing. So, you know, player safety clearly is, you know, Freaking joke, absolute joke. Um, hey, but hey, you gotta you gotta protect uh, the league favorites, and obviously the Colorado Avalanche, and everyone's you know, freaking on the on the wagon, even though they haven't really done anything really. So we'll see about that. Um, Sean Couturier, the Flyers will be out um, probably another week and a half. Uh, as he has a costochondrial uh, separation, which is uh, apparently, which I looked up uh, what that is, and uh, it seems very painful. So uh, apparently, that's when your rib tears away from the cartilage that connects it to your breastbone. So the cartilage that keeps your ribs, you know, in line with your sternum and all that, like ripping away, and uh. Yeah, that uh, that sounds very painful. I hope I never have to uh, have that happen to myself. But uh, hopefully, Couture, you know, feels better real soon. Um, and speaking of the Flyers, uh, forward Morgan Frost is out with a dislocated shoulder for uh, indefinitely, and then defenseman uh, Philip Myers is considered week to week with a fractured rib. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs forward Joe Thornton will be missing at least a month with a fractured rib. What's with these guys in the ribs, man? Goodness. Um, and Austin Matthews missed yesterday's game uh, with upper body soreness. Don't know if he'll be returning soon, but uh, he at least missed uh, yesterday's game with that. And lastly, on the uh, injury front, the uh, Jets have put Patrick Laine and Nate Thompson on injured reserve. We'll circle back on the Patrick Laine stuff because uh, there might be some movement apparently um but uh without further ado diving in some news here 
Uh, first off, to circle back on Sammy, the Sammy Blay uh, suspension. I mean, he has since served that suspension, but um, yeah, that uh, check that I had was to Devin Taves. That's who it was um, for the Colorado Avalanche. But uh, yeah, uh, but with the whole prospect of Patrick Laine and all that, and uh, we have, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but. Along with, you know, big name, you know, young guy. Uh, apparently, there's a really big whole um, drama with Pierre-Luc Dubois and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, as he's basically been like, yeah, trade me. And uh, I guess there's something uh, between him and Torts that's uh, a little bit of an issue. Or, you know, I don't know, really... Uh, What's the, the mean of that, really? Because I don't really follow the Blue Jackets, but apparently uh, Canadians have, uh, per Nick Kiprios, has been uh, poking at the door. I'm like, hey, you know, let's uh, get Dubois because apparently he's uh, from that t- uh, area. Um, you know, and uh, I guess old, uh, you know, Mark Bergevin has a... Uh, a hard on for uh, bringing uh, French Canadian guys to that team. So, um, what's oh, one more? Um, and Nick Suzuki might be part of a trade with that, but uh, or uh, oh, so I guess the Blue Jackets were wanting Nick Suzuki plus whatever, but the uh, Canadians countered with Jesperi Kokinemi, uh, Victor Mete, and maybe some other stuff. Uh, and that was per uh, Ryan Hedger uh, with uh, that news there. But um, we'll circle back on that uh, once I get to the rest of this because that kind of ties with Patrick Lining stuff. Um, but yeah, which I get, yeah. But uh, Henrik Lundqvist, though, before we get back to the whole uh, Patrick Lining stuff. Um <clears throat> He's out of the hospital after his uh, heart surgery, um, so he's good, and he's uh, starting his reha- uh, rehabs on the, the old heart skis, uh, which is good to hear. Um, yeah, more power to him. Um, Bobby Ryan this seems to be on an absolute tear uh, with a timeline here uh, that uh, Sportsnet put up that... Uh, well, the NHL put up that November 19, just, just to see uh, how far he's came. Uh, November 2019, he left the Senators. I mean, he was still part of the Senators, but he uh, stopped playing uh, to get some help with his uh, substance issues. Uh, and in February of 2020, he returns and scores a hat trick in his first home game uh, with the Ottawa Senators, or well, his first game back overall. Uh, and in September of 2020, he won the Masterson Trophy for Perseverance Sportsmanship and uh, de- Dedication to the Game. And uh, he, on the first game uh, with the Red Wings uh, this month, yeah, he became the first Red Wing ever to score four goals in the first three games with the, with the team. So uh, congratulations to Bobby Ryan, and he seems to be on a tear, and hopefully he can continues to do so. Um, but, uh, to take it from a high to a low, uh, the, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, Nashville Predators games, 
Uh, there was a couple games ago got postponed. Don't know when uh, they'll make that up, but they postponed that because the Carolina Hurricanes had some uh, COVID issues uh, that they had to shake out. Um, and the uh, Hurricanes, even though, yeah, they have been postponing all their games that they have had uh, after that cancellation of or postponement of that uh, Predators and Carolina game, uh, all their games through at least today, actually, uh, were postponed. So uh, they should be potentially starting a game today if they play today. But um, if not, you know, depending on hiccups or whatever, I want to say that they will return. But I think five, I want to say I, I read that five of their players still won't be playing. But uh, we'll see how that goes out for them. Um, speaking of COVID stuff, uh, the NHL has fined uh, the Capitals $100,000 for violating uh, protocols uh, because they were, you know, inter- interacting with team members who were in close contact uh, with each other and they were not wearing face coverings, even though they're on the bench with no, uh, in a close setting, you know, because they're sitting, you know, shoulder to shoulder with no masks, but that's neither here nor there. And they also intermingle with other teams with no masks. So, I mean, NHL wants that money, man, because they, you know, they can't have butts and seats, you know, they got to get money when they can. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Ovechkin uh, basically came out being like, hey, you know, my bad, uh, I regret, you know, try, I mean, you know, excuse me for, you know, um, spending time with teammates, you know, mingling, you know, but it is what it is. Um, with that said, the Capitals put uh, Kuznetsov, Orlov, Ovechkin, and Samsonov on the COVID-19 protocol, so they probably won't be playing for a little bit. But with that said, um, coming back to the Pierre-Luc Dubois stuff, um Apparently, on top of the um, Canadians uh, being interested, apparently now more into the sweepstakes, Anaheim, Minnesota, Calgary, Ottawa, Rain, uh, New York Rangers, uh, Sabres, the Flyers, the uh, Red Wings, Capitals, uh, the Coyotes, um, and last but not least, Winnipeg Jets. And I say Winnipeg Jets um, on here because... Um, there's also a rumor that uh, they will be finally moving off of Patrick Laine, um, which, you know, I want to say even Timu Solani, uh, after, like, I want to say it was like either last year or the year before that, it was like, hey, Patrick, you know what you should do? Just do what I did and leave, you know, the Jets organization and you will flourish because of it. Um, but, uh, I don't know, um, out of all those, uh, which this is from Pierre Lebrun with all those, uh, teams here, um, out of the gate who I think could pick them up other than Montreal. I mean, I don't know about Winnipeg. I mean, unless line A is going the other way, maybe, but I don't know if, uh, line A is going to want to play in Columbus, but. Um, not to say anything bad about Columbus because they're doing pretty well, especially after, especially after uh, all those big name talent that they had: Panarin, Dzingel, 
Duchesne, freaking got up and left and still, you know, keeps on trucking. So, I mean, hey, you know, got a chip on their shoulder, you know, more power to them. But, uh, I mean, hey, hey, if they can, if they can somehow land the, uh, they can land line A by all means pull the trigger on it, man. You get a freaking uh, I would, well, I can't really say he's an elite goal scorer. He has the potential to be an elite goal scorer, but he's too hot, too, too hot and cold. Cause when he's hot, he's hot, but by God, if he's cold, he is ice cold. Does like, you know, but I don't know. I mean, I kind of hope for Columbus's sake that they can pick up a Patrick Lyon. Um, but, you know, as I say, you know, we'll see how that goes. But um, but lastly, before we go to the break, uh, let's talk about a brief summary. I was going to do I was going to legitimately do a uh, game in a night uh, for the uh, home opener and se- uh, season opener for the Dallas Stars uh, after their season open um, got uh, delayed because of COVID protocol. Um, they open up their season with the Nashville Predators. I wanted to make this a game in a night, but uh, I watched the first period, and I've still also, um, for those that don't know, I'm back from the desert. I am back home in Missouri. Um, so I'm still uh, trying to get onto a onto the central time sleep cycle. Um which has kind of been difficult uh, as of late, I, you know, but not to make, you know, anything about me or talk about, you know, going into his um, details, but that, but mainly um, that's why I, after the first period and during intermission, I freaking just knocked out. Um, But I ended up watching uh, at least a condensed version of the game um, just to get some, uh, just to get some notes down. But, um, but yeah, so the Stars end up winning this game 7-0. So just to, uh, spoiler alert there, um, great home opener for them. And looking in the stands, there's a lot of fans in the stands. Like, compared to all the other arenas, like, bye, God, that's a lot. And, uh, you know, if I can get down there, that I'll, I'll certainly, I would certainly love to uh, go to... Uh, watch the stars play down there um, at the AAC. Um, but with that said, uh, there was no scoring in the first period. Second period, um, Joe Pavelski scores off of a beautiful one-timer snipe uh, cross crease from uh, Radulov on the power play. Also, spoiler alert, Riggin, their power play unit was on fire this game, um, which uh, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, And then uh, Radulov. Uh, scores off of a very smart uh, tip play uh, in between the legs of a uh, Nashville Predators player. Uh, two reds. Uh, he uh, tips it uh, for the the goal. Two nothing stars on the power play, and then shortly thereafter, uh, Dennis Gurionov scores off yet another tip. Uh, another tip. Uh, from uh, Klingberg from the point on the power play. So that's three straight power play goals. Uh, and then the only mid, the only five on five goal on this game comes from uh, a second uh, Radulov goal 
uh, scores off the backhand midair. Like he just bats that stuff midair with the backhand of his stick. Uh, makes it four nothing stars. And then to end out the second period, Essa uh, Lindell with them dirty dangles boys uh, around uh, Roman Yossi burying the shorty, uh, making it five nothing stars at the end of the second period. Third period, uh, Joe Pavelski scores once again in the game with a tip off of his skate. Uh, from Rupe Hints on the power play. And then lastly, of the game to make it 7-0, uh, Yol Kiviranta tips it uh, in uh, after it bounces off the uh, the ice because uh, Klingberg from the, uh, from the blue line put, puts it into the vicinity of the net. It was bouncing. Up and down, like a little bouncy ball. Because I guess the puck got a little bit of warm. And he just bats it in. Makes it 7 nothing stars. And it's 7 nothing is your final uh, shot breakdown. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't give uh, give the Predators uh, credit where credit is due. You know, at least they're putting shots on net. 10-5 uh, to five in favor of the Preds for the first period. Uh, second period shots 15 14 in favor of the stars third period uh shots 10 8 in favor of the predators uh predators power play went 0 for 5 their penalty kill went 3 for 8 yeah they went in the box eight times in this game uh the stars went 5 for 8 on the power play and then they were perfect in the penalty kill uh, great for them there are three stars of the game third star goes to uh uh Radulov. second star goes to uh Anton Hudobin, and our first star goes to Joe Pavelski. Um, so, uh, great start for the, the season for the uh, Dallas Stars, and hopefully they can sustain that. So now, since the Blues are out of the Central Division this year, I can actually say that the Stars are my team in the Central Division this year. So, um, look out, Central Division. And also, interestingly, um, so bracket breakdowns, right? So there would, there's actually a potential to where we could have Dallas Stars versus the St. Louis Blues. Technical 1967 expansion team uh, matchup uh, in the final. I'd, uh, I would uh, absolutely love that. Or just any 1967 expansion team matchup as long as it's with the Blues involved. I'm just saying I'm game for that. Let's hope that happens. But without further ado, let's have a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we have uh, some NWHL uh, news to talk about. Alrighty, so we're back here. And uh, let's talk some NWHL for uh, for once. Um, so as of today, uh, Saturday, January 23rd, uh, the NWHL will be having a bubble season, a very expedited bubble season at that. Um, even though there's only six teams in the league now, um, with one of which will be uh, debuting, uh, the Toronto Six, um, the only Canadian team in the NWHL uh, versus the previous uh, five that have been around, uh, which those five, uh, along with the Toronto Six, 
are the Minnesota Whitecaps, uh, which they play in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, normally. Uh, the Metropolitan Riveters, uh, which they play out of Mon- uh, Monmouth Junction, uh, New Jersey. Uh, the Connecticut Whale, um, cashing in on that Whaler's nostalgia. Uh, from Danbury, Connecticut, uh, the Buffalo Buttes and the Boston Pride um, are your teams in the NWHL. Um, so today, uh, their bubble season uh, games, uh, along with their uh, basically the entry playoffs. Um, games will be streamed on Twitch on their um, on their channel uh, twitch.tv slash NWHLs when they'll be playing that uh, today's matchup uh, matchups uh, 1 p.m. Eastern uh, Toronto 6 versus the uh, Metropolitan uh, no yeah is it Metropolitan yeah Metropolitan Riveters uh, 4 o'clock Eastern uh, Boston Pride versus the Minnesota Whitecaps, and lastly, 7 p.m. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, the Whale be versing the Buffalo Buttes, uh, and then they have games on the 24th, 26th, 27th, 28th, and the 30th, uh, which then, after those six days of play, uh, they'll break them into uh, seedings, where... Uh, They'll play the seeded games uh, the 31st of January, February 2nd, February 3rd. All this is on their Twitch, um, which then, uh, interesting enough, um, their semifinals, uh, as well as their uh, Isabel Cup final, uh, the Isabel Cup is their uh, championship, uh, they will be playing those games on NBCSN. So uh, they're getting that na- uh, nationwide exposure, which is what they've been yearning for. Uh, taking and hopefully they uh, they really take this opportunity and uh, show uh, the nation what they and what they've got. Uh, I don't know if anywhere in Canada will be uh, playing those games since they have a team now, uh, Toronto, um, but. Uh, other than that, uh, the semifinal games will be played on February 4th, and the Isabel Cup final will be on February 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'll certainly be, at the very least, at the very least, watching the uh, semifinals and the final, um, regardless if the team that I root for um, makes it or not. With that said... Who am I going to root for? Because Boston, yeah, they got nice jerseys. I mean, also, note, a lot of the players that I would know that are women's hockey players aren't in the NWHL because they're, quote-unquote, waiting for something that's more sustainable instead of joining the only le- the only league uh, left because the Canadian Women Hockey League uh, folded not too long ago. Um, so instead of trying to make the NWHL, you know, the sustainable product, they're, you know, standing back, back now, nah, bro, we, we ain't doing that. Um, so with that said, so Boston Pride, you know, 
kind of kind of have a hatred for Boston teams because you know St. Louisans really hate Boston, so uh, that that had to go. Even though their jerseys are really nice, uh, Buffalo, I don't know, uh, and Connecticut. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I get the the Whalers uh, nostalgia, um, but uh, I don't know, just didn't really feel it, didn't really feel right. Uh, the Riveters, New Jersey, I don't know, you know, not my not my jam. Uh, Minnesota Whitecaps jerseys look nice. It's in the Midwest, potential candidate, but but. I think the easier approach, yes, even though they are not an American team, is to go for the team that's new, the the one that's that you know is starting from scratch, doesn't already have an established fan base. Kind of my ruling that I uh, they also the uh, basically the reasoning that I give people when they ask me why do you like the Vegas Golden Knights? Well, I jumped on it. When they uh, were, you know, didn't even have any players on it. I, you know, they had no fan base. They had nothing. So I was there from the very beginning. I can at least say that I was there for the very beginning. And so the Toronto Six, I can say that I was there from the very beginning. Um, so the Toronto Six is who I'll be uh, pulling for, for the Isabel Cup and their uh, season. Um, as it goes on, um, which with that said, I do have a, uh, Cheyenne Darkangelo, who is the, uh, the captain of the, uh, is a, uh, to the, uh, Toronto six, um, which she, she spells Cheyenne very, uh, very uniquely. It's not the, the normal thing. It's S H I A N N is how she spells it, which is quite interesting. But yeah, I uh, got a Toronto Six jersey on the way. Don't know when it will get here, but uh, but yeah, um, Toronto Six future Isabel Cup champions. Book it. Um, but speaking of the NBCSN, who, who, who? Um, breaking news yesterday. That caught me by surprise, surprise certainly. Um, by the end of 2021, uh, Comcast, uh, NBC Universal uh, has came out and said, yeah, by the end of 2021, NBCSN uh, will be uh, coming off the air. They're not going to have it anymore. Um, which then, all content under this current contract which also keep in note the uh which i feel like that's kind of a big blow if they wanted to keep the nhl uh on nbc uh, on their networks i feel like that right there is basically the first nail in the coffin of having uh, nhl on nbc's networks which could very well open the door for Fox to pick that up or ESPN to pick that up. And honestly, I think I'd rather have ESPN pick it up. I'm really pulling for NBC to lose this contract. I'm really, I really am. Because I feel like NBC, number one, 
especially if NBC loses out on it and that means that they lose out on a lot of the talent that they have when it comes to um, calling games I'm kind quite fine with Catherine Tappen she's fine you know cool Patrick Sharp freaking money freaking Anton Carter money freaking Eddie Olchek money who else you know may the main the main gripe that I have is Pierre Maguire as long as Pierre Maguire's not messing with it anymore I honestly don't care who carries over from, from NBC if they do go to uh, ESPN or Fox but um but yeah that that contract is gonna be big money it's very important for the uh, NHL um, but yeah so until that contract ends at least all of NB uh, all the NHL uh, anything sports related that would typically be on NBC SN um, will be split between the USA network uh, which they're kind of having their own trials and tribulations when it comes to uh, viewership of certain shows um, and their Peacock streaming service um, which could be very worrying I understand that the NFL kind of has the same deal with uh, Thursday Night Football uh, with Amazon um, where they'll do games and stream those on uh, Prime TV um, but I feel like that's I mean uh, I mean I mean, I also you know I, I get that they're trying to get people to try out their service and all that. I mean, you already have the freaking people who want to watch The Office, so I mean, you you've already got that fan base there. You don't really need much else, but to keep that afloat, as long as you have The Office on there, you're good. But with that said, um, yeah, I mean, because uh, USA Networks, you, you, USA Network during uh the first round of the playoffs typically do uh already carry the nhl games that aren't you know they're for like the teams that you know aren't really the big name teams like you know not the not to be shitty about it but you know like the columbus blue jackets or the minnesota wilds of the nhl or the florida panthers of the nhl um where you know they don't really have that big following um, or at least in the NHL's eyes, at least. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, this could very well be the, uh, the end of an era for NHL on NBCSN, which also kind of makes sense why, um, these past two, uh, NHL games that they've, uh, cause before you'd have NBC sports, but uh, all their freaking logos and everything, like the whole flow of the game. That they typically do like all the special effects that they do on TV. You'd be playing those and uh, NHL 19 and NHL no NHL 20 and NHL 21. Uh, they got rid of those, and I actually don't even have Eddie check. Don't even have anybody that's even associated with NBC Sports on there anymore. So uh, I mean, if that's also not a freaking wake up, uh, basically a uh, hint hint, you know, wink wink, wink wink, nudge nudge about that I don't know what is so we'll see if NBC ends up renewing their contract once again I have fingers crossed hope it doesn't happen I hope ESPN honestly takes it because you know um because I also you know 
with uh, the football stuff, I'll, I watch uh, Pat McAfee. I don't know if you, anyone uh, that listens to this knows who he is, a uh, former punter of the uh, Indianapolis Colts. He has his own uh, YouTube show and radio show on Sirius XM. Uh, he was making a good point that um, uh, NH- if the NHL was on ESPN, it would actually be better for them on the sense that um, – or him or one of the his guys that he has on his show uh, was mentioning that it would be better, more beneficial for the NHL to be on ESPN because then you have... Because normally, you know, we bitch and moan and cry about how hockey doesn't really ever get highlighted on uh, on ESPN Sports Center and all that. Um, but if it's on ESPN, then they'll show it more because it's on their network versus... If, you know, hockey's on NBCSN or on Fox or whatever, they're not really going to cover that. Um, so, yeah, I, I I do hope, especially for the sustainability of the league and all that, especially since they're wanting money flow and all that, I'm pretty sure ESPN would more than happy to pay, give them the money that they want to gain the, the rights to play the national games for um, the NHL. Now, as for regional stuff, that's a whole different ball game, which we will, I'll end up once again, guaranteed, be talking about and bitching and moaning about because how, you know, I, as I said, but I, I want to say like maybe an episode, two episodes ago on this podcast and like two, three episodes of my freaking YouTube channel, I've, you know, kept screaming from the mountaintops why, you know, at least for Fox Sports you know, the regional uh, channels for Fox Sports, you know, the AT&T regional uh, sports networks don't really get, I guess they don't really have that issue, but these Fox Sports ones do, uh, where they keep dropping off of all the freaking cable services uh, to where, at least in the St. Louis area, the only two uh, cable providers that you can watch uh, anything on Fox Sports Midwest, which is the uh, regional sports network for the Blues, and the fuck in the St. Louis area um, are on only on DirecTV and Spectrum Charter Internet uh, cable. That's it. Uh, and then for streaming, it'd be Spectrum TV or AT and T uh, Now, AT and T TV Now. That's it. That's all that's out there. Otherwise, you're screwed and you're blacked out. Hulu TV's blacked out. YouTube TV's blacked out. Dish Network blocked out. Freaking maddening. I'm not going to open you know, open up about that anymore other than in previous other episodes that I've already, you know, screamed and moaned and cried about it until something else happens about that. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. But once again, hopefully ESPN picks up the NHL contract and hopefully all is well with that. But with that said... Um, this is also going to be the last episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast where we do, um, multiple in a week potentially, or doing the games at night on it, um, as we, uh, switch back to normal. Um, so we will actually have more scheduling concrete days, um, for the pod and, uh, how things go. So, as I, I mean, I'm going to basically repeat as I, uh, everything that I say uh, from this forward on my YouTube channel, my first YouTube uh, video uh, since being back, um, basically giving the rundown on how the whole um, 
uh, content uh, releasing is going to go. So um, the Bleed Hockey Podcast is only now going to be on um, Saturdays. So Saturday, every Saturday, uh, starting the 30th of January, uh, there will be a Bleed Hockey Podcast episode. Uh, however, yes, I am aware, you know, with my work schedule, because it's not I, my my work schedule is not a, a typical nine to five thing. If it was a typical nine to five thing, it'd be Saturday all the time, no matter what. Since there's a prospect chance that because how my you know schedule goes, typically I'll work two straight Saturdays in a row and I'll be off two straight Saturdays in a row, depending on how it breaks down. Um, not to get you know into the nitty gritty about it, it'll either be if work comes into the uh, conflict with that, what will end up happening is I'll still release it on Saturday. If oh, it'll still fall released on a Saturday, regardless if I work or not, but. If I work on a Saturday, I'll record it on a Friday and release it Saturday morning. Or if I work on a Saturday and a Friday, I'll record and release it on a Sunday. So every now and again, it'll it'll come out on a Sunday, but primarily it will come out on a Saturday. So look for that. Um, The podcast will basically just consist of uh, everything that happened in the week. Going off of uh, basically recapping all, uh, giving a brief like the big rundowns on all the uh, episodes of the pot on the YouTube side of things. Um, if you don't watch those, basically that's what that will be. Um, the YouTube videos will be returning today. Uh, basically, just doing the rundown of the um, everything I just mentioned, along with. Um, all the ex- basically just going over my uh, current uh, NHL jersey uh, collection that I have since it's grown since uh, I've let last had um, YouTube videos being posted. Um, but yeah, and I'm hoping for at least three videos a week. I don't know how that will go, um, but. Um, it's all dependent. Once again, it's all dependent on work and all and what I'm doing and all that. Uh, I'll I'll at least have one a week, at least one or two. But, um, but yeah. With that said, that that's that's basically it for that, and that's all for this. Um, once again, thank you all for watching. Oh, not watching, listening. Um, the podcast. Uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasting service, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, and I'll catch you all next Saturday on the 30th of January and have a great day. I'll see you in the next one.